Okay, roll the drums. On the web. River Radio is Spread the word. Tumble out of bed and I stumble to the kitchen. Pour myself a cup of ambition and yawn and stretch and try to come to life. Jump in the shower and the blood starts pumping. Out on the streets, the traffic starts jumping with folks like me on the job from nine to five. Working nine to Hello and welcome. You are listening to Let's Talk Business on River Radio with me, Fiona Johnson. Today, I'd like to welcome my fellow co-host, Sophie Comas, to the studio. Sophie is founder of Remu Marketing, a marketing services consultancy who specialise with working with small businesses to, to develop successful results-focused marketing solutions. Now, I've been looking forward to having Sophie in the guest chair for a while now, because I think we'll get to learn a lot more about her and her (laughs) business, and it's also going to give her a chance to do the talking today. So I hope Sophie is looking forward to it as much as I am. Hello, Sophie. Thank you for being here. (laughs) Afternoon, Fiona. I must admit it is rather strange being on this side of the mic, that's for sure. (laughs) I was going to say, I think I might be right in saying, yes, it's going to be an odd, odd situation. So on today's show, we'll be celebrating something special with Sophie and discussing the very real many everyday challenges we face as small business owners. And we'll also be talking about what small changes we can make around our CSR. That's our corporate social responsibility. And they will really go to make a difference. We've also got our quick fire round when we will be discussing um, or no, we won't be discussing anything. We'll be firing questions <laughs> at Sophie and having some fun. And obviously, you know, they are the most important questions of the day. Um, and then, of course, Sophie, Sophie has chosen two great tracks for us to enjoy. So if you've got any questions about marketing or running a business that you'd like to ask Sophie, then why not e- email fiona at river.radio or tweet us at River Radio Live. And if there's time, we'll try and get them answered for you. So, Sophie... Would you like to introduce yourself to us today? <laughs> Good afternoon, Fiona, and hello to everyone listening this afternoon. It's really nice to be on this side of the mic. Um, slightly different experience for Wednesday afternoon. But um, as you say, I'm Sophie Comas, the founder of Remo Marketing, and we help small businesses to connect with their ideal clients. So we work right the way across the marketing mix from establishing, helping them to establish their marketing strategy and plan right the way through to implementation. So whether that's social media, um, email marketing, building websites or anything in between really so think of marketing think of us as your virtual marketing team I was going to say I mean this is I think one of the things I noticed with marketing it's such a broad it just covers so many things Mm. Um, and and you obviously you know you do a whole spectrum so how do you when you when you meet a client for the first time and they say I need marketing (laughs) so how do you know or how do you educate them in all the different areas and 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 learn you know, what should be the right focus for them? Because obviously you can't do everything right from day one. No, I mean, great, great question, Fiona. Um, and I, I should also say that I do work with a great team of associates to help support us in a lot of the work that we do. So for example, I don't, I don't build websites. I don't get involved in the coding and the developing of that. We've got a great partner that we work with that helps us with that. Same thing with um, branding or with creating artwork. We've got some great designers that we work with that we know all feel as passionate 
internet as we do about what yeah. what we do that's the secret isn't it yeah it, it, it really is i think finding good people to work with that you know and trust will will do as good a job as as you would do yourself is is really key and it takes a while to build up those relationships but in answer to your question the start point with any business is to really sit down and, and have a, a kind of a brainstorm session, which is the marketing immersion session that we have with any of our new clients. And during that session, it's really important because often a, a client might come to me and they say, oh, I want some help with social media. But when you start the conversation, actually, you realise that it's not really social media they need help with at all. Actually, it might be some email marketing uh, or things change and evolve or perhaps they didn't realise or appreciate that for what they're trying to achieve, there are actually better or more tools that they could be using to connect with their ideal client. So those initial sessions are really important because they help us to understand what the business owner wants to achieve. They help the business owner in many occasions understand what it is they want to achieve. And then from that, we can build them a plan and approach that can help get them organised. Very often it starts with a website, either rebuild or refresh or rebrand, because often when people realise or want some help marketing, they often want to get more clients, they often want to do something different. There's often quite a significant factor that is kind of a trigger, if you like, that's making them want to do something different. And then we kind of take it from there as to how we move forward. Yes, and I suppose also, you, just from my experience, and um, you find that business owners um, have certain sort of levels. So they might be the, the start-up and it's you know they know they need marketing mm. and then often business goes well and, and and everything's sort of going quite smoothly and you know they're, they're doing a bit of marketing forever and then you suddenly get to that stage again when you think right I'm ready to level up I want to go to the next stage and what made me think of it is when you're talking about the website because chances are the website's been working perfectly for a couple of years suddenly oh yes we need to we need to work on this and then and then it suddenly opens up this whole sort of avenue of, of things that you could be doing. Definitely. Yeah. And I think marketing is an investment, whether that's by the business owner and their time, whether that's seeking external help, it's an investment. So there has to be a trigger, or there is very often a trigger to make somebody kind of decide, right, yes, I am now ready yes. to invest and make, make that step change. And actually, that's really important from my perspective, because because there is an investment required. If the business owner isn't prepared to do that, then obviously it kind of doesn't work really because they they need to get on board with with the suggestions and proposals that we're making it's a very um immersive um Mm. sort of industry or yes platform yes definitely um what what i didn't ask you whereabouts are you based we're based in windsor um but actually we work with companies right the way across the uk so we work with a company based in cambridge another one down in kent as well as businesses in and around the local area so actually given you know given the experiences over the last couple of years there's obviously been a lot of negative things but one of the positives out of it has almost removed that necessity or that kind of preconception if you like of the necessity to meet with somebody all the time it really has zoom and um video calls can work just as well it can be more difficult that strategy session i mentioned that's much tougher if you do that online but not impossible and you know you, you can still work around Absolutely. things yeah, i think again and we've learned so much along the way haven't we that it's not a sort of a, a sort of closed door just because you're in a different location definitely and do you find that you work with a particular type of client or within a particular industry where do most of your clients sort of where do they sit yeah so i have um i have a travel and tourism background so i worked within the hospitality and travel sector for about 15 years um 
there is definitely more of a draw, I think, to more lifestyle, more creative businesses that we work with. But we can absolutely work with any organisation. There's kind of uh, almost certain processes and, and things and, and ways of working that you would go through that obviously the output is very different for every organisation. But the kind of questions and thought processes that we might go through may be fairly similar. Um, I suppose we tend not to work with professional businesses, but having said that, I do also work with a couple of those at the moment as well. So it really kind of comes down to the business owner and the challenge and the project that they're wanting some help with. Okay, well, thank you for that. Was there something that um, when you set off on this business journey, and I know we'll talk about your past later, um, that was there a particular person or a particular moment that inspired you to think, yes, this is it, I'm going to, I'm going to carry on with my marketing independently and yeah it was um it was an interesting one like many working parents out there I'm sure I I had my first son return to my corporate role in a part-time capacity which was amazing it worked brilliantly um I managed to get the work-life balance that holy grail of getting the work-life balance right for us um when I returned after having my second son it became very evident that that was no longer working for the organization I was working for Long story short, I was made redundant. We parted company, but you know, in very positive terms. It was there was no no negativity there at all. And when I was looking around to work out what happened next, I happened to be having a conversation with a friend of mine um, at an NCT event, so National Childbirth yeah. Trust event, and was kind of explaining my dilemma as to I didn't know what to do next. I worked in marketing, really enjoyed my job, but wanted something that was flexible to work around the family. And she said, oh, well, I, I she was a reflexologist. And she said, well, I need some help with my marketing. Perhaps she <laughs> could help me. Really? And I was like, well, I could try. And I did. And the rest, they say, is history, really. It's, it's lovely when those opportunities come up, when you sort of go you start a business almost not unintentionally because I think the sort of the the thought was already you know, already there you just needed that door open to you and then you you win a client if you like yeah. without trying to, <laughs> okay yeah and then suddenly as you say before you know it you're like right this is really working I need to do this yeah. is, this is it was, our business it was um I, I don't think I set out to to set up my own business or set up my my small business um I I could never work out what I could do. Um, And then this conversation, just kind of one thing led to another. And yeah, it kind of went from there. I bet there's lots of people listening that go, yes, okay, I can relate with that. (laughs) Yeah, brilliant. And what's the best part of your job? Oh, I love the clients. I love, for me, it was funny, I was look, looking at something on um, social media somewhere quite recently and somebody was talking about what's the best gift that your client had given you and somebody, you know, people reeled off all of these lovely things and one person said actually for somebody just to turn around and say thank you, you've made such a difference to my business or as a result of us working together this has happened and it's yes. made a significant difference to me and when my clients share that with me and they're you know they're very kind that they do for me that's the biggest reward of all just to go right actually the work that we're doing has made a a real impact in the in the way that they wanted it I was going to say it's not just the difference it's a difference in the right way and also I think uh, just feeding off what you've said it's also that relationship it's strengthening that relationship and it's building upon it so the the client's happy you're happy it's just yeah, it's a win-win, isn't yeah, it? It's a definitely. Lo- lovely thing. It's a really lovely feeling to feel that you're you're doing something to make a difference to their business. Um, and dare I ask, do you have something that perhaps you? I was going to the, the word, word I was going to choose was worse, but actually, it's such a terrible word, isn't it? <laughs> sort of, what is it? What's the least favorite part of your day? 
Definitely accounts. <laughs> if my accountant's listening right now, she'd be chuckling away, but definitely accounts. I, I made a conscious decision when I started the business that it had to be able to support and my being able to enlist the support oh, of an accountant. Because, <laughs> yes. um, I, I, you know, I'm a relatively intelligent person. I'm sure I could have sat there and worked out the HMRC website and I could have probably done something. But quite honestly, the amount of stress it would have caused, I was like, no, if this business is, if this business is going to work, it has to be able to pay for an accountant. And, and it has from day one, to be yeah, fair. Yeah, I like that. But the priorities, <laughs> and also if you set your mind to it, and that was one of your key things, is like, if this business has to work... So that's what you're aiming for right from mm. the beginning. It's not sort of it's a nicety, it's a nice thing to have. So that's I think that's why you've set your intention and that's why it's worked. Yes. It's brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> um, and obviously as a business owner, there's lots of skills that we need and we'll park accountancy for the moment um, and many hats that we have to wear. Is there one skill that you think stands out above the others that you might need that, you know, people to people listening that as a business owner, you'd, you'd say that that's that's the strength for you from your point of view that's yeah, why you... I think it's resilience I mm. think it's that you know especially in the beginning especially in the early days that roller coaster ride of um and, and I, I remember having a conversation with, with some clients kind of almost feeling like you know when you're on a roller coaster and you go kind of really slowly to the top and you go get to the very top and then you get to the the peak and you go whoosh down the other side yes yeah that's what I, I often feel it is like running a small business so you have this exhilaration of of riding a, a roller coaster mm. and then you have real lows and real highs and I think Definitely. with time it sort of balances out but that ability to just bounce back and go you know what I've just lost that client that project didn't go quite to plan what are my learnings how do I pick myself back up and just get started again tomorrow just baby steps to move forward yeah. tomorrow that I think that's a really critical skill to have and I'd always say baby steps break things down baby steps but I was also just looking at you, you were demonstrating the roller coaster analogy and I was thinking, but do you also get that point where at the top and your tummy just sort of disappears and you get those, what feels like ages, but it's probably a split second of just sort of free fall before you yes. actually start heading down. It yes. is like that, isn't it? it when is. you just think, yeah. I don't know what I'm going to do next. I've got a million and one things and da, da, da. and then there's just that sort of <gasps> pause Right, break it down, baby steps, keep going. Yeah, write a to-do list, that's yep. my, um, <laughs> my top tip. <laughs> I always have at the beginning of my to-do list, write a to-do list. And then I'm like, right, I can tick that off. Oh, I'm on, I'm on my way. <laughs> I've done something, I've done something. Brilliant. Um, and um, are, are there any learnings you'd like to share with, with, our, with our listeners today? Maybe they're thinking of setting up, I was going to say a marketing business, just as an example. Is anything that you'd sort of think would be a really useful skill for them to consider? Um, I mean, obviously, you've got to know and understand marketing. And, and I think one of the things that took me a while to do, which I think if you're, you, you have a similar journey to mine, where you've, you've worked in the corporate space, and then you go and try and work for yourself, there is quite a lot of adaptation required. So when you work for a large global organisation, you have hundreds of thousands or million pound marketing budgets you have a marketing agency you have a media buying agency you have a, a, a website team you have all of these people that you who are experts in their um in their field and all of a sudden you've got to be able to do all of that yes. not literally personally but you've got to have contacts and people that you can call on to help you with that so that process requires quite a lot of adaptation and I think that's why you know, and I, I've always taken the approach that 
the way I work is I, I kind of work with somebody new on Remu first, see how that goes. If I can work with them, they can work with me and I like the end result, then I'm happy to kind of let them loose with my clients sort of thing. <laughs> yes. But it's, it's kind of Remu. I've always tried to lead by example, I suppose, in many ways. Of course, it always gets pushed to the bottom in priority of, you know, of, of client work. But, um, you know, if you've got that kind of test bed to, to try and see if something works, then then that's definitely that's a good a really space. good way of doing it. And actually, you've put together a, a great team. I, I know you have. I've seen it in action. Um, how do you, perhaps this is a bit unfair, but how do you go about putting together a big team? So you just said you tested it first, but... Mm. Um, you know, it's you've got to cover a lot of bases. There's yes. a lot of things out there. Yes, yeah. and it's it's trial and error a little mm. bit. It is, you know, I think I was talking to an HR person at one point, and it was because I was thinking, oh my goodness, I need some help. I need, you know, yeah. I can't do this all by myself anymore. And um, they said, well, you know, write a job description, and you kind of it, it's one of those <laughs> it's one of those really yeah. basic things that you go, oh my goodness, of course, how can I expect somebody to help me if I don't actually yes. tell tell them what I want them to do? Yep. And how can I find the right person with the right skill sets unless I know what I want them to do? So yes. you know, even something that basic of writing a you know, even if it's just in your head and having a conversation and almost informally going through a process in the way that you would have done in the corporate space to define what you need what are the skills gaps you know how does it work what kind of person are you looking for you know to go through that process still is is still really important you can't just expect somebody to help no, you so true please help yes yeah help oh, i'll help yes. you okay <laughs> and i think that also comes back to what you were saying about the roller coaster that so often you know there's because there are so many different things to do when you run your own business and and so you sort of I, I, I need to employ someone or or whatever it might be and then actually when you stop stop you need to put the break in which always goes against the grain because I'm too busy to have a break and yeah. have a pause but actually have that pause which is back to the baby steps write a list write the, the job description whatever yeah. it might be and then suddenly it's like oh actually I've answered my own question now mm. so often isn't it Definitely. it's like stop running around headlessly and just pause yeah and it, it often is does feel quite overwhelming because mm. you think well actually it would be quicker for me to do it myself <laughs> and to stop and tell somebody how I want it to be done and to be honest it's taken quite a lot of trial and error to get to the the great team that I have around me at the moment you know I have worked with a number of different people and tried a number of different scenarios and it's not worked out for many reasons mm. you know not bad reasons not because people weren't good just it just didn't work the timing wasn't right you know whatever the reason was um so actually to get to where we are now is is a huge achievement in mm. in finding Hello. those Hello. this team uh, yes team. Well done, well done, Sophie. <laughs> now, I think it's time to go to our first track. Um, it's a fantastic rap track by Queen. Mm-hmm. I would like you to introduce it, and I wonder if there's a little story behind it that you might like to share with us. Oh, do you know, I love this song, and I think it's just the words, I want to break free by Queen, and it's just one of those songs when you've had a busy week at work and you just sing at the top of your voice, um, and I think it's just reminds me of when I was at sixth form and it's just yeah great tune wonderful so this is I want to be free by queen
Welcome back. You are listening to Fiona Johnson on River Radio's Let's Talk Business show. It's good to have you listening in today. Today we're joined by Sophie Comas. Um, yes, it's a name you might recognise. She's my fellow co-host on Let's Talk Business. Sophie owns and runs Remo Marketing, but there's also a special reason why she's in the guest chair today. So Sophie, perhaps you would like to explain why you're here and what we're celebrating. <laughs> well, thank you for having me on, Fiona. It's, um, it's very, very kind of you. Um, but yeah, today is Remo Marketing's eighth birthday. So we eight, set that's, up... That's no mean feat. <laughs> so the business was established eight year, years ago today, and I can't believe it's eight years on one hand it's absolutely flown by on another it hasn't <laughs> <laughs> yes okay well especially with the last two years that we've just had and I yes. was like have they gone quickly haven't they I don't know do you know what let's just move on <laughs> let's forget the whole thing oh wonderful well very many congratulations to you eight years of business is absolutely no mean feat I think especially you know as back to what we just said surviving covid and and you know from what I've seen about your business it's stronger than ever so congratulations thank you and I bought bought you cream eggs to to <laughs> to celebrate so I love that yes no, I'm not going to be sampling that until after the show let Very me tell wise. you that <laughs> um, and don't forget if you've missed part of today's show you can listen to the show again on catch up via the website which is river.radio or as a podcast via the usual channels Alexa, Apple, Google and Spotify and of course if you want to get in touch about any of the discussions we're having today then drop me an email fiona at river.radio so Back in November, Sophie mm-hmm. actually interviewed me on my very first River Radio show. And now it's time for me to turn the tables. <laughs> so not only am I asking Sophie lots of questions about her business, but we're also going to run our quick fire questions by her. So I'm looking forward to learning some things that I didn't know about my co-host. Now, obviously, we start with a real deal, deal breaker. So <laughs> Sophie, I hope you're sitting comfortably. Do you prefer Marmite or peanut butter? Neither. Oh, no. I wasn't <laughs> expecting that. So what, what would be your condiment of choice? Uh, marmalade. Oh, okay. Plum jam. Oh, do you make it yourself? I'd like to say yes, but no. I oh. have made um, marmalade once, but no. Once. Yeah. No, but it's, oh, no, I did make strawberry jam as well, but um, my children laughed at me because <laughs> it went, I put the pectin in and it, it set. So I didn't think it was setting and then it set so hard. It was literally rock solid. So they, they enjoyed paste. literally eating it out of the jar. Oh, no, that's lovely. No, but you see, there's a, there's a family story in that. <laughs> um, do you prefer beer or wine? Wine. Oh, which, red or white? White. Oh, nice. Or rosé. Oh, yes. Well, it's that time of year again, isn't it? <laughs> um, lots of food questions here. Tea or coffee? Tea. Are you a rugby or a football fan? Rugby. 
Oh, okay. My son won't like me saying that, but definitely rugby. You've got two boys, haven't you? I've got two boys. They both play football and I play rugby. (laughs) I thought maybe there's a sort of family allegiance or something. And what about cats or dogs? Dogs. Yeah, lovely. Actually, there's a there's a there was a dog in the studio this morning when I came, and it's it's lovely, isn't it? It's very it's very calming having dogs around. It is. Um, now, as an as a music fan, back in the nineties, I mm-hmm. might be too young for this. Were you Blur or Oasis? Oasis. Oh, lovely. Um, Night Owl or Early Bird? Early Bird. Oh, so you get up and get the work done. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. Um, what's your favourite pick me up? Oh. And I'm looking at your cream egg here. Oh, uh, oh. I would say a cup of tea. Oh, uh, really? Does that, does that? Look, absolutely. If that's what you go to when you sort of mm. think, oh, good for you. Yeah. That's a nice, healthy option. Um, and would you prefer a re- relaxing break or an adventure holiday? Adventure holiday. Oh, look, no hesitation there. Do you have a particular <laughs> favourite? Oh, wow. We, we, I've been very lucky. I've travelled to some amazing places. We, our most recent, recent adventure um, pre-COVID was to Sri Lanka. Oh, and we wonderful. went, um, we visited all sorts of different places from um, temples to the beach to elephants in the wild. I love elephants. So, yeah, oh, definitely an adventure, I think. It is one of those countries that has got everything, isn't it? it it's has, a very special yeah. place. Um, and outside of work, are there any hobbies or interests that you'd perhaps like to share with us? Yeah, so I play tennis. I'm quite sporty I'm afraid um play tennis um love horse riding horses of my my passion so really really enjoy that um seeing friends and traveling I would say do you get much chance to do horse riding no not as much as I would like anymore I used to own horses and compete when I was younger but um yeah unfortunately my uh family commitments and work commitments and um yeah don't necessarily allow anymore that's life isn't it but um, there's all the time to go back for it again yes. I think that's what I tell myself um thank you very much for those Sophie I that's do feel right. like I've got to know you a little bit better now so we might have to challenge you to a game of tennis um, <laughs> Done. now one, one of the things we also always ask our guests and Sophie will know about this is we ask them to recommend a book or a podcast maybe it's something that's helped them through lockdown or something that's related to your business or and, and perhaps your specialism as well sometimes it it could just be a book that resonates on a personal level so Sophie is, is there a book that you'd like to share with us and recommend to us yeah, today? Yeah I, I love reading and it's um it's one of those things that I just don't get enough time to do and actually I want to make more time to read um but the, the book I wanted to talk to you and to, to share with you today is a book called The Go-Giver and it's by Bob Berg and John David Mann and the reason I like it so much is it's a story and they say that you know as you'll know, Fiona, in, in marketing, actually, if you tell a story to something, you can obviously explain the meaning Absolutely. a lot, a lot better. Just parables and, and um, yeah. yes, yeah, and fables. It's, it's yep. very, it's very true. So you know, when we talk about what's your brand story, why, why are you set up, and and all of that kind of good stuff, but the Go Giver tells a story of an ambitious young man called Joe who's desperate to. I think he's in sales and he's desperate to kind of smash his targets, and to try and help him grow and develop one day somebody in his team suggests that he goes and talks to to somebody else in the team and here's a guy that he thinks god he never does any work never does anything so he's kind of walking about and talking to people and actually what he then realizes is that the this person basically tries to help people and he gives and in giving people then give back to him and it's a really interesting story there's a series of them there's the go uh, this one about selling and management or leadership I think was the third one I haven't read the third one I've only read two of them but a really interesting read it took me about two hours to read the book um it's a really yeah. interesting um but definitely worthwhile 
thinking about because certainly if you're a small business owner networking is very yes. much a core part of how you Absolutely. raise your profile how you get out into the the space um how you find your team maybe and actually going to something like that with this idea of giving rather than going to take is is actually it's quite a game changer I was going to say that does sound like a game changer and what's lovely is obviously it's a business book but I like the way you've just described it it's not being a sort of like this is what you need to do x y and z Mm. which are useful and there's a place for that as well but I like the way it's actually like an ethos and it's it's just a a thought so that when you go out and as you say particularly networking or something it's about what can you give rather than what can you take from somebody and I think certainly from experience and certainly listening to other people if you go into a network event or some some you know environment like that if you go in thinking right who can I sell to what can I get how can I get somebody to buy from me that doesn't work you know actually it's a conversation yeah. it's about what what's happening in other people's business and what's happening in their world um and it's all sorts of magical things start to happen yes and I think that's very true as well of um, social media mm. because obviously social media is supposed to be social and Absolutely. it shouldn't be about selling yes um, and it might not be that you are necessarily giving but it is about back to the sort of what what can I be doing that might help people and it's whether it's just starting a conversation because it's a social media um but actually it's a it's a lovely principle to apply I like definitely. that definitely and also sharing your wisdom I think being generous with your with your time I try as hard as I possibly can you know client commitments don't always permit mm. but try as hard as I possibly can if somebody's got a question or they don't understand something to take a few moments just to explain something or suggest well have you tried this tool or you know yes. how about this I, I actually can make make all the difference to somebody else and it takes me a few moments you know because obviously you're you're familiar with it so yes and actually without digressing too much I was thinking you're more likely to be remembered but it also it sort of reflects on your brand and mm. you mentioned earlier brand story and it is part of you know as a business owner you know small business owner when you are the business all these things are forming a reputation and forming yep. what people will think about your business and yep. say yeah that's true yeah so very good recommendation so it's the go-giver yes by Bob Bob Berg and John David Mann Wonderful. So yeah. yeah, go and check that out. It's a good recommendation. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Sophie. And I can't imagine you get much time for podcasts or anything like that. I think that's one of our, we, we all say, yes, that's on my to-do list. I'd love to yeah. write your nodding. Yes. I, I think yeah. it depends how you, you learn as well, because I've got one friend that listens to all books. So she's a real avid consumer of audio books. Um, I probably am more of a visual learner than mm. I am an audio learner. Um and podcast is something I hear a lot of good things and certainly having people on the show there's been a lot of great recommendations that I've kind of been making a list of but reality is it's it's having the time for me to a you know download it and I know it's such a small thing but kind of downloading it getting it organized getting it set up and then actually listening to it I'm a massive consumer of radio I love radio you know river radio is on often in the background but it's um it's then how do you you know fitting that in as well and it's just not not quite got into my way of, of being yes. yet <laughs> and also I mean if it's a po- as ed- educational podcast I then feel I'm not doing it justice when I'm also doing something else at the same mm. time so like, oh I need to write that down I need to remember yes. that and oh and then just, I just beat myself up but um no that that book recommendation is is wonderful thank you very much for that um now I'm also going to ask you about your your business journey you mentioned earlier that you were corporate yes um marketing I, I 
assume marketing yes, background, yeah. marketing all the way. So perhaps you'd like to tell us a bit about how you started in the, in the whole business journey. Yeah, so I have a tourism degree. So started out um, as a as a rep in Ibiza. Actually, was oh, one wonderful. of my earlier jobs. I'm surprised that, that was... wasn't your choice of music. <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, certainly an experience. Should we say I only did it once, um, and. Um, then went on to work in sales, very quickly moved into product and went to work for First Choice. So working for a tour operator, doing all of the pricing and putting all together the brochures and things that we used to obviously have in in um, travel agents. Going back a bit now, showing my age yes. a little bit. Um, and then from that moved across into marketing and was did that for about 10, 15 years. And as I mentioned earlier, was made redundant when my second just after my second son was was born I returned to maternity leave and ever since been working with small businesses since setting Rimi Marketing up eight years ago um, and we work as I say right the way across the board we worked with all sorts of different kind of industries and sectors um, even worked with a canine dog massage therapist oh, wow. which was unusual. Yeah. really unusual one of my best clients she was the loveliest of ladies and um, did amazing achieved amazing things um, so it's definitely one of my my clients I look back on I very like fondly yeah um, and memorable as well and do you think there's um do when you look back do you think oh, i wish i'd known that when i'd started anything that you've sort of oh goodness a there's a lot one, isn't it there's what? a lot i think i think the biggest thing because I, I take some time each year just to reflect on actually what we've succeeded in doing and the year just gone and i, I try and write a blog each year as mm. well around this so if anybody's interested and wants to head to the website I, I kind of try and capture and reflect on actually you know what are the things that i wish i'd known in the very beginning um and I think I think the idea that actually it will all work out it will all work out the way it's supposed to be that's so true isn't it (laughs) that that if I could go back and say that to my earlier self when I was kind of really trying to get things going I'm worried if it was the right way forward or not just Mm. to kind of say you know what it will all be okay yes and think of all those sleepless nights or unnecessary (laughs) worry and I obviously you have to worry a bit you know you you have to maybe worries not where there has to be a conscious sort of like this is not working what can I do about it or whatever I I think there has to be a drive there as well there's got to be an overwhelming drive to make it work yes so I mean you can't just sit back and go oh things will be okay but yeah you certainly don't need to over worry or I think that's the thing looking back isn't it things Mm. do work themselves out but you have to make them work out yes they do work themselves out Um, and was it quite tough going from corporate to working for yourself I often wonder because I bet there's plenty of people listening that might be considering doing the same um, yeah, I, th- I think there is a lot, you know, I'm sure we'll come on to talk about the great resignation in a, in a bit later anyway. But mm. I think, you know, this, if you are thinking, if you are listening and thinking about doing, um, you know, setting up something for yourself, the one thing I would really strongly recommend is very quickly building a your support network. So that's not, you know, I've been incredibly lucky that I've had a lot, you know, my husband's been amazing throughout the whole, you know, he's been my number one supporter and fan. He's been my um, sounding board. So when I don't know, you know, if I'm confused on something, or I just want to sense check it. He just sit, you know, he's been very patient and sits and listens. But it's also about finding people you can turn to for help. Um, so, you know, we were yeah. mentioning earlier about the associate model that I have set up and it's that kind of right and I've got you know a client that needs a website reworking okay I've got somebody I can go to and you know she she's awesome at what she does and you know we have you know brainstorms and we kind of work things through um so getting that 
that team around you of people that you yeah. can trust and, and talk to, I think, is, is critical. Lovely. And then I think, you know, it does help you to work a different way but it's really it's very supportive isn't it it's naturally supportive because yeah, it can be lonely you know the, the amount of times I've gone so well what do you think yes, <laughs> yes well I think this yes, I good job <laughs> I certainly have given myself a talking to several times <laughs> so I'm quite glad no one has been listening um, and actually we've got a question that's um, been emailed in this is from Anna in Henley and she says I run a small business um, she doesn't actually say what it is but she said it's it's in the early years and in the in a previous job, I've done a bit of marketing and I'm not ready yet to outsource my marketing. So I'd like to do it myself. And she was wondering whether you run any courses that perhaps could refresh her knowledge or do you have to very much, you know, you're very much a marketing consultancy, but she wants her confidence back again. And she's just wondering if there's a way that you could suggest that she might do that. Yeah. So we have, um, so I've actually worked with um, some nurseries and children, um, kind of ch- children's businesses. And I, I really enjoy that. I think having children of my own, I, I really, you know, it's kind of somewhere close to my heart for that. I think um, we as an organisation, so we do have an online programme, which is a self, um, kind of a self-help oh, programme, yeah. which we've developed, which is a, a an eight module program eight nine module program and for each module there's a video from me there's hints and tips and um, toolkits to help people work through in defining what they want to do how they want to move forward who their ideal client is and then thinking about all of the different elements of marketing so that would be one sounds, place yeah that sounds um, like a good refresher as well for, for everyone yes. actually yes yeah yeah um, so there's that we also have an email marketing program so if you're wanting to just brush up on your email marketing we've got that which is also an o- another online program available um, and I also have a webinar which is running next week, but I'm for the eighth business birthday. But I'm sure we'll come on to talk about that oh, right. a bit later. Okay, let's not forget that one. Um, brilliant. Right. Well, I'm going to make you introduce your second track now. Um, it's by Bon Jovi, who are um, I have a I have some stories to tell about them, but I'm going to save those <laughs> for another time. So, would you like to tell us about this track? Is, it, is there a story behind it? Yeah. So I've, I had a friend at university who loved Bon Jovi, and as a result, I very much started to listen to. Bon Jovi. I have quite a few stories about them to <laughs> yeah, tell as well. I, so we shall have to compare yes, exactly. later. Yeah. Um, I have seen them live a couple of times, and I realised the last time I went to see them that actually I go and watch them because I go and watch them to hear them play this song at oh, the end. Brilliant. Because I love this song, and it's one of my old time favourites, and it's Living on a Prayer. Wonderful. Let's listen to that. Living on a Prayer.
Hello and welcome back. You are listening to Fiona Johnson on River Radio's Let's Talk Business show. And today we are joined by Sophie Comas of Remu Marketing. How's it going over there in the in the guest chair? <laughs> it's different. It's nice. I like it. <laughs> Sophie's normally in my seat because we're we're joint co-hosts um and today yes she's she's getting a different view of the studio um don't forget if you've missed part of today's show you can listen to the show again via the website which is river.radio or as a podcast via the usual channels and if you want to get in touch about any of the discussions we're having today um then please drop us an email fiona at river.radio now i like to think and i i know you'll support me on this because obviously we're both we both host this show but i think our show is becoming something of a safe space for us small business owners and our guests really begin to open up about their business journeys their highs and their lows what they've learned and it's very very open and honest chat um, and we really get behind the person at the forefront of the business and discuss and learn and we learn from their inspirations and their passions not just at work but in their home lives too so you've obviously got both Sophie and myself chatting here, co-hosts together of Let's Talk Business. So it seems only fitting that we should talk about one of the biggest challenges that face business owners, and that is finding new clients. <laughs> um, Sophie, you're a marketing expert. Would you like to open up the discussion on, because on, marketing is very much what supports finding new clients. So mm. obviously, yeah. yeah. It's a, it's a massive um, question and it's not one that can really be answered in, in two minutes, I don't think, because there are so many things which contribute towards towards being able to do that. So it's very often actually one of the reasons we talked earlier in the show about there being often being a reason why people decide to invest in marketing. And I think finding new clients or not having the right clients or wanting to change yes. their clients is often a, a very big trigger as to why people reach out to me and, and why why we often start working together um I would always encourage people to start by thinking about who their client is what they're trying to achieve and actually what product or service do they provide which helps their their clients so yes. if you're a um I think you mentioned was it Anna from Henley that had written in yes. so she has a, a childcare business so if she's looking after a, a childcare maybe if we, we make the assumption just for the purpose of this example that she runs a nursery or is a childminder then her target audience is very much going to be parents of working families with children maybe from upwards of six months to just before they start school so um, that's actually quite an easy demographic I think to target because there are quite a lot of magazines out there quite a lot of social media channels connect with that audience so actually it's quite an easy way to start raising awareness of of their business so if in that example it would be kind of okay well the, the audience is fairly clear what we're trying to achieve so maybe they want to fill nursery places or maybe they want to get more um more children coming in um or maybe they're a, a um maybe they're a, a kind of a child's uh playgroup type yes um you know what was it music with mummy or an art group or something like that um but then you kind of have to look at the proposition as well and the pricing of that proposition because there's no point in having a a, a facility where it, the price is very low therefore you get a low revenue but actually that's not enough to cover your cost so it's really important to then also work through what's your proposition what's the price point of that and then can do your audience have the propensity yeah. to pay that price as well because that's the other thing if you're a, um, a yoga or a pilates teacher for example and you're t- charging 50 pounds an hour from a group lesson then actually that you're out of whack with yeah. your competitors and and the marketplace also it's then being aware of your competition 
and it's also then being aware of um you know what makes you different as well so how do you how do you you know if you are a yoga teacher or a, a fitness instructor where maybe there may be a lot in your area how do you come about as different how you know what's your focus what's where does your passion lie and that you know that can be really hard to find sometimes so it can be and I think the other thing is sometimes it's not the obvious thing so for example you might be saying I provide childcare. Just mm. use that as an example again. But actually, people aren't looking for childcare because it's childcare. They're looking for it because it frees them up to go to work yes. or to give them. So it's actually thinking beyond that as well, isn't it? And yeah. so looking, putting that into the whole plan of when you're, you know, what, what are people looking yeah. for? What are your so audience what, looking for? Yeah. You know, what, what's the need state of mm. your clients? So what you know, what, what's in it for them almost? Yeah. And you're right in that childcare example. It might be well, I want my child to be happy to interact with other children and start to learn from an early age about how to um, how to behave in, in a group setting. How, you know that kind of teamwork yeah. thing, building that up from a very early age. Or it might be that I want to go back to work either because you have to or because you want to. Um, so I need the time, or I you know maybe you're taking care of a sick relative or friend or yes. something so there's a, it's always all thinking beyond isn't it it is um, and of course, unfortunately finding new clients it's not a i wish you know, wish it were a magic formula <laughs> but as you say it's all those different elements and sort of turning them until they all form an alignment and then and then it works and there's always a little bit of adjustment along the way as you say Definitely. whether it's pricing or something like that so Definitely. thank you thank you for sharing that do you have any 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 tips you'd like to share on implementing marketing um goodness this i think consistency is one hmm. um you know to, to do a load of marketing whether that's social media activity emails or blogs whatever to do an intense level of activity for two weeks and then nothing for six months that that doesn't work it's the ongoing consistency piece which is really important which builds up the um the recognition the familiarity with with your audience um and also you know i was having a conversation recently with with a client around you, you know they because they were maybe saying oh I'm not seeing their level of engagement on social media maybe that they would like and it's also remembering that people might see you but they might yes. not let you know that they've yep. seen you um so that can also be really difficult as well because an important part of marketing is also quantifying the work yes. that you're doing yep. so is what you're doing working in a, in a simple way and there's lots of ways with tools like social media and email that you can look at that very quickly but there's all this kind of unknown element that people might might see you and hear about you but just might not say hello yeah. back and so don't don't sort of succumb to vanity metrics but also I know that when I go to networking meetings quite often people say oh yes I saw your post about such and such yeah and at the back of my mind I'm thinking oh, no you didn't comment on it or whatever but it just goes to show that not only did they look at it they read it and they're now commenting in in real yes, life which in person it's probably slightly better than <laughs> pasting yeah, or something definitely no, that's such a good point definitely. isn't it consistency across the board yeah but we do um if, if anyone is listening out there we do have a, a small business growth webinar which is completely free of charge it's part of our eighth birthday celebrations that Wonderful. we like to give back to our business small business community that's next tuesday at one o'clock so if anybody listening is interested to learn more about that we are going to be exploring you know how do we find new clients about content generation um time saving tips for marketing Um, and there's also going to be opportunity for questions and answers as well so it's going to be a really great session so if Um, someone's interested how do they how do they get in touch with you how do they register for the webinar yeah so we have got an eventbrite page but probably the best thing to do is get in touch by the website which i'm i'm sure you 
you'll, you'll yeah, get we'll me to share later, later on. So, so get, a, get a pen handy. <laughs> um, now, something we touched on at the beginning of the show was um, CSR, Corporate Social Responsibility. Mm-hmm. And it's a phrase that you've no doubt been seeing and hearing much about. And it's something that will become much more prominent in the future. I know this is an area you feel passionate about, Sophie. So would you like to tell us a bit more about it? Yeah, I think it's the CSR policy is, is something which has been sort of bubbling away, I think, with organisations over the last last maybe five to ten years I suppose um I know there's some great um companies locally that do some great things but I think there's been two really significant events I suppose that have happened which is going to be a step change in this so obviously we've had um COVID and the experience over the last couple of years and that's given people a lot of time to reflect on what's important to them um and one of the things which we're definitely seeing and reading about a lot is this idea of the great resignation where people are kind of saying you know what my organization doesn't reflect my values anymore or I want to try and set up for myself or I want to do something differently what's the point in saying one day I'm going to do x y and z why not tomorrow why yes. can't we get started I think tomorrow? we've also we've had a break if you like or yes. there's been a line in the sand it might have any yes. a fine line and obviously everyone's got a different approach to it but nonetheless this line has impacted on absolutely everybody definitely and, and I think individuals and good talent are are definitely looking at organizations and kind of saying what is your environmental policy you know how much do you give back to local communities and this is becoming one of the the key decision factors it's not just about an organization in in interviewing a, a potential candidate actually it's the other way around and I think the the COVID and then with the COP summit in Glasgow of last year that's brought very much to the forefront people really saying you know what we can start to make changes we can stay start to make small changes quickly how can you know what what how's this going to work and how's this going to impact business and I think people are also going to be voting with their wallets so if you have a a solid um, environmental CSR policy as part of your organisation people are are more likely to be investing or buying your product or service versus somebody else or another brand that maybe isn't so with this in mind again because it's our our eighth birthday we've actually we've always done a lot for charity I've raised a lot of money for charity my fifth birthday I I did a a whole sort of network in person gathering event with cake and bubbles and uh, talks from some amazing speakers um but now we've introduced an environmental factor. So we've now started the Remove Forest with Ecology, who invest in some great, they, they replant trees. Ooh. So the idea is that over the course of the year, we're going to be buying more trees. And, and actually, there's a, a story there for Remu that we've always used the analogy, because Remu is a New Zealand hardwood, which is where the name oh, comes okay. from. Um, and the idea is that through working with us, you put down solid roots and foundations, and then your business can grow and flourish like the Remu tree. So... There's a double d- when, double meaning there. And when's the best time to plant a tree? Sorry? When's the best time to plant a tree? Oh, I don't know. Yesterday. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Because, they, because that's the thing. As you say, they t- put, down, put down roots, they take a long time, but they are solid foundations. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, there you go. Sorry, it wasn't meant to be a trick question. <laughs> I was like, my gardening knowledge is okay, but I'm like, oh, I don't know, yeah, Mark. Like, and, it's, it's and again, it, it ties in with your brand, and I know that's not why you've done it, but obviously it all, it all fits with the... With yeah. the name of your business and and the analogy behind it, but that's a, a lovely thing to do. And again, with all these um, all the 
corporate social responsibility that businesses are doing it's it's putting it on your website making it clear and, and easy for people to find so they can buy into your business whether as you say it's on an employee level or, or just even from a shopping i mean we see it on the, on the high streets don't we yes and people beginning yep. to purchase in a different ways and they're much more aware of the values of the businesses they're buying from definitely there's a there's a shop in windsor called zero joe's and they're very you know they're the um you know where you can go and you take your own containers and things yes. and fill up your rice so you're very washing up liquid I'm not washing up liquid, sorry. Um, you know, so all of the, those kind of businesses, I think, you know, this, I know one in Marlow, there's, you know, they're popping yeah, up they're all popping over up, the place. Definitely. And I think they're brilliant. It, it makes so much sense to be to be taking a slightly different approach. Yes, and I think, again, back to the two years we've had, it's, it's taught us different ways of buying and, and let's hope we stick mm. to those as well. Mm. Brilliant. Thank you for that. And I know also that another subject that you wanted to talk about um, was content generation. I think that's something, again, we all struggle with, one of those real everyday problems as business owners yeah. where do I find content how mm. do I find con- how do I even convey my content yes so there's something you'd like to sort of some advice you'd like to share yeah I think it's um it's that, again one of those challenges that a lot of clients come to me with and and it's part of the reason that we're going to talk about it next week um but actually content is everywhere I think it's it comes back to you know we touched on earlier about understanding what you're trying to do who your target audience is and then it's thinking about what, what are the questions what are the things that they would be interested to hear from me about so um if you're a, a personal trainer then it might be exercise tips it might be stretches it might be nutritional advice you know so it's thinking about okay what are my what does my target audience want to hear from me yes. about and what what are the, what are they going through right now you know post easter for example <laughs> um you know do they want to lose a few pounds or with the sun coming out do they want to do exercise outdoors so there's all sorts of you know, and, and people's need states and mindset changes throughout the year. And I think that's that's where I always start with a client. It's thinking about, OK, from January through to December, what's your client going through? What's your customers thinking during those different mm. times? It might be January is a new year, fresh start. So it might be about goal setting. You probably see quite a lot about that. In the summer, there might be quite a lot about going on holiday and either preparing, getting your business ready, getting yourself ready. Um, or learning how to step away because a lot of people yes. need, to, need to sort of, yes it's, it's so alien isn't it to think yeah. I, I can have time off how's the business going to cope so <laughs> it's, yes yeah so it's it's thinking about those overarching topics and then once you've got the overarching topic then it becomes much easier to break it down by day um you know you might share inspirational quotes you might share client testimonials to, to endorse how you work with your clients you might share business news you might share um yeah, there's there's all sorts of awareness days out there. I think it's National Tea Drinking oh, Day tomorrow okay. or something. <laughs> You'll um, be happy with your favourite drink. <laughs> I will. I will. I'll be very yeah. happy tomorrow. I think it's National Cocktail Day and oh. Gin and Tonic Day. Yes, and there's things always like something, that. isn't there? Yes. <laughs> so there's lots. You know, you've got to obviously tie it back to your business. Yeah. There's you know some things which won't be relevant. Um, to be talking about but yeah there's lots of lots of different ways that you can think about it. and I think just with a little bit of time and consideration there's lots of yeah. things that you can and also I suppose the with. more you do it the more it becomes a, a, a positive habit yes. habit yes. so that you suddenly will be looking at you know a tree and think oh actually oh there we go actually that does relate back to my business so there you go you know just to to use what we were talking about earlier but rather than thinking I can only see a tree and I'm struggling yeah um to think of the analogies behind and I think also planning up front so we I plan a month in advance um for all of our 
kind of social media so that's the blog that's the emails that's the social media we work in a month in advance so you don't get that awful sensation where you kind of sit down at nine o'clock in the morning oh, go oh my I goodness I've got, yep. I've got to post something on Facebook today because I haven't done it for a week what on earth am I going to talk about and then that becomes quite stressful yes. and actually I think again when you think oh my goodness I got to put aside a whole morning to do some scheduling again it starts becoming a habit and then but you know that you can switch off for the rest of the month yeah. or the rest of the week or whatever yeah wonderful well thank you very much Sophie um so before we wrap up for this week um let me wish you a very happy business birthday thank you um and thank you for joining us today on River Radio Let's Talk Business um but if someone wants to find out more about you and your business what's the best way for them to do that yeah so the best way is to visit the website which is Rimu Marketing R-I-M-U Marketing or one word dot co dot uk Wonderful. That was very easy. And would you want to just remind us of the dates of the um, the webinars you've got? Yes. So the business growth webinar that we have next week is next Tuesday, the 26th of April at one o'clock. Wonderful. Thank you very much. And I'm back next week when I shall be talking to Debbie Boofler of Think Forensics. We'll be discussing metrics and measurements. That's things like analytics, but actually it's analytics of things like your social media. So don't be too panicked, but I think it's going to be a really, really interesting topic. So do email me ahead of the show, Fiona at River Radio, if there's any particular question you'd like to put up put to us. Um, likewise, if you've missed part of today's show, you can listen again via the website river.radio or as a podcast via Alexa, Apple, Google and Spotify. That just leaves me to wish you all a great and successful week. Sophie, thank you very much for joining us today. Well, thank you ever so much for having wonderful. me, Fiona. It's been wonderful having you this <laughs> side of the desk. Wonderful. I'll have to do it again sometime. <laughs> Bed and I stumbled to the kitchen for 